Nice. Hake is live. Get ready, guys. I'm just watching to make sure that DLive goes live, actually. It is Tuesday, April 14th, 2020. And you should be seeing us now. Right on. Appreciate it. One, two, three, four. Oh, it's the Hake Report. The Hake Report. La, la, la. What's up, guys? I am James Hake. This is the Hake Report, and I will be getting to your calls. Appreciate you guys calling in. 888-775-3773. I have yesterday's mess. Yesterday, or two days ago, I don't remember. The far-left fake news... Um, what are they? Activist, so-called journalists pretend objective far left extremist associated press ap pro abortion pro homosexuality pro transgenderism just pro delusional right pro delusion they believe they push the racism fake mess so does the new york times the new york slimes the failing new york times ap and new york times reporters i have pictures of them there's punks. And you may be hearing a little bit of talking in the background. That's okay. <laughs> Are talking mess about trunk. Trunk. Make sure you pay the drug dealer so I can get right. I, I don't take drugs except for caffeine and sugar. But uh, <laughs> I'm just imitating that woman who, that pot smoking woman who, once the Corona 15 fixed. Fixed the Corona 15. <laughs> I think I'm mixing up black women. I've seen a few um, clips on the Jesse Lee Peterson show and Asmodore's stream of entertaining black women who are, although entertaining, impatient with their children during this time in which they have to stay home with their children. But these New York Times and AP reporters talking mess about Trump. I made a little picture of 10 people, 10 reporters, liberal reporters, right? I put reporters in quotation marks. Journalists, right? Attacking Trump. And just take a look at these people. Some old guy with glasses. Some young people, middle-aged. A couple of women. A guy who's smiling a little bit too, too happy and gay. And I'm not saying he is gay. I'm just saying a little too happy and gay. By gay, I don't necessarily mean homosexual. But anyways, it's a, it's a perversion of the word, right? But language has changed, man. Language has become evil. It's kind of like how Jesse Lee Peterson says the B word, thinking that it's not a bad word. But in today's times, it is supposed to be a bad word. Kind of like the N word didn't used to be a bad word. It just used to be the common speech. The good old days, right? <laughs> Not that I want to say it now, because it's, like, inappropriate now. <laughs> it's disrespectful to say it now. 
But um, it's just a mess. I just wanted to show you those pictures. I have in Hake News, I have two different kind of blog roles running on my website, thehakereport.com. Thehakereport.com slash blog is my show write-ups and other other things too. My interview on Asmodor's stream and my interview on um, Richard Spencer's stream from recently on the blog section. And then also on Hake News is my news write-ups from during the Jesse Lee Peterson show. And speaking of news write-ups, I just want to give you a couple of headlines regarding this coronavirus thing, some headlines about it, because I feel that this may be actually kind of helpful information. Some of you guys probably already know this. Scientists say, according to Drudge, Matt Drudge, that is, or does he still run the website? Who knows? Um, Abundance of natural light and fresh air are keys to keeping the virus out. And so I saw this headline, and I don't have any pictures for you, really, but I saw this headline, and I'm like, oh, gosh. We already knew this, right? Get fresh air, get some sunlight, let some sunlight and fresh air into your room or workplace or whatever. And um, it's interesting that some people did just that. They got sunlight, fresh air, natural light. And what happened to them? They got arrested or cited or um, ticketed. This kayaker, I think it was multiple kayakers, went out to the beach. I think they went in, you know, Malibu. And they were kayaking, getting some exercise, some sunlight, some fresh air. Socially distanced from everybody. (laughs) You can't get any more socially distanced than going kayaking. At least if you're in the... LA area, right? And what happened? He got this guy got cited, stopped by the police. He had the right idea. Natural light. <laughs> you can't get any more natural light and fresh air than that. Can you? He was doing the right thing, but no. The People's Republic of California or the People's Republic of Los Angeles issued him a citation. Uh, so this is an article from Study Finds headline, Scientists Reveal Two Easy Steps to Lower the Spread of Coronavirus in Your Workplace. The study says scientists don't know how effective that sunlight is against the virus, but the health benefits for people of getting sunlight make it a cheap and easy way to fight the virus. You know, I think it helps you make vitamin D, right? Something like that. And then it's also good for your spirit, I think. That's why those people up in Seattle or Portland or wherever commit suicide all the time. Not all the time, but some people just have weak minds, like that Nirvana guy. Allegedly, he killed himself. We don't know for sure, but we think. Some people don't think. (laughs) Daylight exists as a free, widely available resource to build occupants with little downside to its use and many documented positive health, human health benefits, the team wrote, according to a university release. And I don't, know, I don't know which university. UC Davis, I guess. You know, a liberal place in California. Also, keep the air flowing and keep it humid, which I was surprised to hear. Really? The scientists add that viruses like drier air when the air is dry and cannot travel as far in humid 
conditions. Interesting. I didn't know that. I mean, I guess it makes sense because the water kind of water kind of envelops a lot of stuff. Humidity can also affect the envelope or envelope if you're not speaking properly. <laughs> Protecting many virus particles, including coronavirus. Enough humidity can disrupt or even make the virus inactive. I didn't know that. But isn't Louisiana, you know, New Orleans? I've been there. It's pretty humid. Oh, Joel hasn't been there since age three, I think. Right? <laughs> He's going to type to me. Thank you. <laughs> but maybe not in springtime. I don't know. But they have other issues. They have obesity and other things. And obesity is the single biggest factor in New York hospitalizations from this coronavirus thing, allegedly, according to a Drudge headline. Dang, I better get in shape. <laughs> so, um, and by the way, the UN's corrupt, the evil UN, United Nations, their corrupt World Health Organization, and I say corrupt, if you want to know about corruption, watch the report in Tucker... <laughs> I've reported on this guy too, this Dr. Tedros, when it, when it first came out in the public eye. Just a little bit about him. He's black. Not the good kind of black. He's like, I think I said that he was Kenyan. He's actually Ethiopian. But not the good kind of Ethiopian. Not the Christian kind. He is a commie. Or at least communist sympathizer. Which most of World Health Organization and UN and anti, other anti-American people are. So this guy, um, the World Health Organization, though, does say that unclear whether patients are immune to a second infection. It's unclear. Meaning, you get it, you heal up, can you get reinfected? I don't know. Oh, am I streaming on DLive? Supposedly. Can you guys see me on DLive? I kind of see myself. It's a little jumpy. People say that... Uh, okay. Nick's going to cut it uh, cut it offline and then online, guys. Yeah, there's been a little bit of issues with streaming today, even on Jesse's show. And maybe maybe it's Restream, which is a service we use. Generally a, po- a good service. Or maybe it's um, the internet here. Because a lot of people staying home with this coronavirus thing, interrupting the internet, and all kinds of mess going on. Plus, the weather's changing. (laughs) Who knows? But, um, so when you're getting, when you're getting well off of a sickness, the temptation is to, um, stop taking care of yourself once you feel a little better right now. Uh, don't give in to that temptation. Tex-Mex says, Louisiana is not humid right now. Just to clarify. Thank you, Tex-Mex. I was over there, I think it was in summertime, cleaning up after Hurricane Katrina. Isn't that so white? I was, um, you know, it was with the church. White Christian. <laughs> I started, like, we gutted houses. That you could see the... Okay, so, like, do you see a wall behind... You might not see the wall behind me, right? Oh, yeah, okay. So pretend this is a wall, right? The, okay, I'm standing. It was like, it was like this high. It was a solid, like, three, four feet high of 
like moldy stuff. It was disgusting. Up the walls, up the drywall in these homes in Katrina. Some ty- in some cases, it was higher, as I recall. We wore Tyvek suits. I, lo- I almost looked like Naomi Campbell. <laughs> On the Jesse Lee Peterson show, they played this. What is she, in? an actress or a model or both? In her, probably in her 50s now or something. British sounding. Um, black woman. But with a British accent. And she was she put on this tie, white Tyvek suit with a hood on it. Looked like pajamas almost. Or looked like those people that picked up E.T. in that movie. But yeah, you had, we had to put those on. You sweat like crazy. It was humid. But it was nice. It was fun. Um, Louisiana. Oh, by the way, just a couple more headlines about this. And then I will get to calls and stuff. And Jerome Adams, the, the funny, the Surgeon General, 45 years old, according to Nick, um, who said, Tell, do it for your big mama. Do it for your pop pop. Do it for your abuela. For your granddaddy. Um, he's defending himself. He went on Breitbart Radio. Um, but 42 were dead, according to Drudge, in an outbreak at a Virginia nursing home. That's pretty horrific, huh? I mean, nursing homes are where people do die, right? People do die from those things. But it's crazy. Just a little couple of heads up. And I do have a photograph of this pastor. Drudge reports, pastor who defiantly held church service dies of coronavirus. And I'm asking the question, is this anti-Christian propaganda? It feels a little like it. I'm not pinning this on Drudge. I'm just pinning this on New York Post. Because they've done this before with another pastor who, I think he was a pastor or a preacher, who died from this coronavirus thing, a white one. But this one is black. And this is in New York Post. Drudge linked it to New York Post by this guy, Lee Brown, I guess is a guy. He practiced what he preached, then he died of coronavirus. An evangelical pastor died of COVID-19, supposedly, right? And we don't know the truth. Just weeks after proudly showing off how packed his Virginia church was and vowing to keep preaching unless I'm in jail or the hospital. In his last known in-person service, March 22nd, Bishop, Bishop, right? Hmm, doesn't sound that evangelical to me. Um, but I could be wrong. Gerald O'Glenn, that's, that's his name. Old dude, he looks like he may have a little bit of underlying health issues. He doesn't look overweight, though. But he's, I say old dude, but he may not be that old. But he has a little gray hair, whatever. Gerald O'Glenn got his congregation at Richmond's New Deliverance Evangelistic, okay, church to stand to prove how many were there despite warnings against gatherings of more than 10 people. I mean, maybe that he was foolhardily. Foolhardy. Foolhardedly. Maybe he was foolhardy with this. He says, quote, I firmly believe that God is larger than this dreaded virus. You can quote me on that, he said, repeating it a second time to collapse, saying that people are healed in his church. Well, I don't know. Um... God did give us President Trump, and Trump said to uh, no groups of more than 10, you know, please. 
He didn't force you, but he advised. But anyways, happily announcing he was being controversial by being in violation of safety protocols with way more than 10 people at the church, he vowed to keep his church open unless I'm in jail or the hospital. I am essential, he said, of remaining open. I am a preacher. I talk to God. Aren't we all supposed to? I don't know. Um, on Sunday, his church announced with an exceedingly sorrowful and heavy heart that the pastor had died a week after being di- diagnosed with COVID-19. His wife, Marcietia, I don't know if I'm pronouncing her name correctly, M-A-R-C-I-E-T-I-A. I don't know if she's Hispanic or black or what, is also sick with the bug, which ch- with church members offering their prayers. Their daughter, Marjorie Crawley said her father initially dismissed his symptoms because he has a condition, oh, that often leads to fevers and infections. He has a condition. She's urging everyone to stay home. Crazy. What a mess. So, I mean, looks like it's a true story. I don't know. But don't be uh, foolhardy. God gave you a brain to uh, protect yourself, <laughs> right? To know how to protect yourself. Um, and San Francisco, just to give a little balance, right? Balance. <laughs> we don't care about being balanced on my show or the Jesse Lee Peterson show. But um, San Francisco authorities shut down an underground nightclub. That doesn't sound like a Christian nightclub, right? San Francisco. So... That's from the San Francisco Chronicle. Because it remained in operation. In spite of shelter-in-place orders. But, I mean, can you honestly blame them for going to a nightclub? They want to get away from the homeless in San Francisco. They don't care about your health in San Francisco. They allow feces to be all over the ground. Right? So, these people, there, there's this controversy in which President Trump wants to reopen the country, meaning open, let the businesses run their businesses again, you know, as, you know, prudently. But um, a lot of these Democrat governors and rhino governors in states like Michigan, I think there's a female Michigan woman governor, Democrat, and other places, Andrew Cuomo of New York, who's... You know, he's kind of, what is it called? He's showboating, I guess. Like he's a leader, which he's not. Um, And other people are talking about, oh, we're going to defy Trump's order. We have, we're the ones with the constitutional authority to keep businesses shut down. Do they even have that authority? I think that we should comply to what's right and not to these people but then again you do want to stay out of jail (laughs) so just be wise guys wise people don't be wise guys but I don't know it's crazy Um, I'm going to get to this Jerome Adams thing and I have some interesting stories Chris Cuomo was going off oh my gosh Chris Cuomo of um, CNN he, I didn't know this, he has a radio show, Sirius XM show, that he does. 
he got the coronavirus, right? And it made him rethink things, but it didn't humble him. He is so arrogant. And there's this, there's this headline, Chris Cuomo trashes CNN gig during his radio show, during a radio show meltdown. And it's another article in New York Post. It's an interesting article. That's Chris Cuomo. He shows off his biceps on, over at his place of work. He's kind of an interesting person. Seemingly pretty immature, actually. And his brother is the governor of New York, Chris Cuomo. I'm going to tell you guys about his thing. <laughs> okay. But first, let me get to some calls. Adrian, out of Richmond, Virginia. Adrian, am I pronouncing your name right? James. Hey. What's the good hair, man? How you been? I've been fine. How are you? I'm doing well, always, brother. Nice. Hey, man, um, I wanted to share two things with you, but the first thing, um, like your opinion and kind of see what your, your insight or see your, uh, your opinion on this one. So I was reading an article yesterday, late night, and uh, it was on the New York Times, so I thought it was kind of fake news at first, but I, I digged and digged and found it. A friend, of my, a friend of mine told me about it, but conservatism, since this has been going down, has risen. Uh, support for conservatism has risen in the, uh, in the uh, European states from 20 up to 35%. They didn't say what countries. Yeah. They didn't mention that, but... Um, like I was telling the uh, anchor baby that uh, this could be a blessing in disguise. You know, the Lord does work in mysterious ways. And uh, I just thought it was pretty shocking to read that that these uh, countries are starting to wake up because uh, I know Italy and France are not very happy that the U.N. hasn't helped them. Yeah. And uh, they're not, you know, they're, they're really uh, leaning towards leaving just like Great Britain did. So, um you know, I think that's very interesting. If it's true, you know, go, of course, could be fake news. I love how you start off <laughs> the Times is fake news. So I read it on the Times, but uh, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty wild to uh, to hear or just to see that on the New York Times. They actually let that uh, loose on their uh, website, and uh, it was very interesting to read. And it was you should look into it. You had to dig for it. You had to dig for it. So it's out there. But uh, it's a good reading. Something you might want to report on and check out. Okay, appreciate the tip, yeah. Adrian. No, well, I got, I got one more thing. One more thing. Yeah, uh, if you don't mind. Um, so the other day, uh, Jesse uh, gave us a gift of uh, the Great White Hope, and I thought it was awesome that he that he shared that. And uh, there's another clip. I was trying to find it to send it to you guys, but I can't find. It. I think Oprah uh, took it off the air where we can't get it. You know, she's bigger than the mob. Yeah. So, so I remember I was probably 25 years old. I'm 40 now, but I was about 25. You know, 26, 27 years old when I saw this, and she was interviewing the, at the time the Don, as they called him, and. Um, I remember she asked him a question. This is really cool. I tried to get it on Jesse, but I couldn't get through. Is She asked him, she goes, what would you do if you lost everything today? You didn't have nothing but the suit on your, on, on, on your back and the money or whatever you had in your wallet. Cards were gone, everything. I remember him looking directly at Oprah, and he goes, well, I'd go find a product, and I'd go one that I, that I believe in, I know that works, and I'd go door-to-door and sell it. And the crowd laughed, and he looked at the crowd, and he goes, that's why you're sitting there, and I'm sitting here. <laughs> and, I, and I thought it was one of the most amazing things I ever heard in my life. That's what kind of got me woken up a little bit as far as uh, taking control of your life and be responsible for your life. And I shared that story with a few friends, and I'll be quick. Uh, I'll finish up quickly. 
is that they always say, well, I had a, if he had, he had a million dollars given to him, that's why he's successful. I said, you can't even get $10,000 in your pocket. You can't even manage that. Yeah. How, I, I, you know what I mean? Like, you're judging this man for something that he was given and that he, he successfully did well with, obviously. Right. And and I'm saying, you know, I told I told these buddies of mine because they were nagging on me, like, how how do you think that's so cool that he he got a million dollars, like giving me crap about it? Excuse my language. Yeah. And uh, I I just thought it was kind of like <laughs> you don't get it. Like I could give you ten thousand dollars. Most people who win the lotto go bankrupt in a few years. Right. You know, it's it's just it just goes to show you how confident and how how Jesse said how much of a good attitude this man had since the beginning and was raised right. And taught right, and given wisdom and opportunity, and he 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 rolled that wave. He didn't he didn't he didn't cry. He, he didn't like back down. It he faced he faced the bull and went through. I thought it was a major story. I wanted to share it with you guys. And uh, if you can find it, it'd really be a cool cool video for you guys to see. I couldn't find it. I looked everywhere. I think Oprah hit it. So um, you know, but if you do guys, you do you do find it. It'd be really cool to share with with the audience on both on both shows, and you guys can see that. Okay. Appreciate that, yeah. Adrian. Thanks, man. Not a problem, man. Yeah, brother. Take care. Yeah. This, uh, I mean, you think, you look at all these, there's a bunch of basketball players and rappers who, and music artists, white ones even, <laughs> who make all this money and then they blow it. Trump is, Trump, and people who don't know claim that Trump hasn't worked a day in his life. They're just speaking without knowing. He's he's a worker. Um, let me get to Rick out of Hampton, Virginia. Rick, thanks for waiting. What's up, man? There he goes, James. How you doing, my brother? I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm doing pretty good, man. Those who say Trump don't work, man, I don't know who they getting their um intel from, man. This man is a <laughs> workhorse. You can tell by the election, man. Cause you remember when he um yeah. Sent Hillary home. Yeah, he was out campaigning around two or three o'clock in the morning. Hillary <laughs> thinking she had the election sold up. Yeah, and then she couldn't. She couldn't um, close the deal, and then she run around here having a hissy fit. I know, ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, and um, and um, she. I want to talk about. Did you hear Governor Cuomo? I, I well, I heard about storm on social media. They were saying, talk, God didn't do this. We done this." I mean, what's he talking about? Way. What was he referring he was the to? The coronavirus. The coronavirus. They, he was saying the coronavirus has struck in New York, and and you know people was praying, was saying God didn't do this. The coronavirus oh, had what in New York? You got garbled. It's dropped. Dropped. Oh, can you hear me now, yeah, no, you're dropped. getting worse. <laughs> oh, can you hear me now, James? Kinda. He said oh. it dropped in New York. Yeah, that's what he said. Oh. And he was, he, and you know, he, you know how you get credit to God. Yeah, well, he didn't give credit to God. He was saying it was just his doing. You I'll have I mean? to, I'll have to look into it. I mean, Democrats when they pretend to give credit to God, even if they do, they're phony. So, yes. if he was, I agree. if he was mocking God, I guess, based on your story, then I wouldn't yeah, be. You know, phone, it's you can't, blame, you can't believe everything on social media. But this is what I saw on social media okay. yesterday. Yeah. I'll and, have to look uh, into that. I appreciate that, Rick. Yeah, no problem, man. And um, this is what I say, too, man. If you are a true believer, I cannot see how you can be a Democrat. I, I can't. Yeah. Ain't no one convinced that to me yet. Nope. No, it's true. It's just an imitation. It's a, it's a subversion of Christianity. 
which um, is quite common, actually. It's a subversion of Christianity, too, to believe that you continue to sin and be yeah. a Christian, or thinking that you're going to heaven and stuff like that. So it's uh, it's more serious than just um, being a being a Christian Democrat. It's also being a Christian sinner that's that's wrong. That is a um, a heresy, right? A fake yeah. fake version of Christianity. Yeah. So we got to really everyone has to check themselves. Selves. I appreciate it, Rick. Nice hearing. Nice hearing from you. Hey, love you, brother James, and you take care. Keep up the good work. All right, you as well. Let me get to Samuel out of Sweden. Samuel, it's good to hear from you. How are you doing? Hi there. Doing? You know, it's, hey. you make it sound like it was ages ago. I called, but oh, uh, you, well, I mean, it's I've uh, <laughs> I saw no, what you're, you're, I saw what you're calling about, so I brightened up. <laughs> yeah, well, it's not complicated. Uh, how to make Swedish meatballs? You use uh, grounded meat, salt, and uh, yeah, that's <laughs> that's the basics. Of course, in Sweden we have all kind of vari- variants of it, and I used to like uh, I have a blend of fifty percent cow meat and fifty percent uh, pig meat. Wow! Kind of. And I also have salt. Uh, I do have salt, but I also have um, that um, that uh, all spice. Uh, you know, a mild, mild kind of uh, pe- pepper okay. uh, kind. And I actually add water because when you add water and it dissipates uh, when you're making it, uh, you heat it, uh, the meatballs become more uh, softer. Oh, they nice. become, so that's uh, something I do with my meatballs. <laughs> but I, I have discussions with people, with Swedish parents, about making the best meatballs. <laughs> we all have different ideas. Um, Nick says something, and I'm not sure if I'm allowed to repeat it. <laughs> he says, tight... Okay, no, okay, no, he's not kidding. He says, tight meatballs, am I right? He, see, he says, I think that's the Swedish way, where they're tight. Well, I would say small meatballs. Okay. I, I don't know. I do have a kind of image about American meatballs trying to be as big as right. a house. But, oh, you yeah, know, yeah. we do small, small, <laughs> not normal in Sweden. But uh, Okay. Uh, All right. Yeah. Well, I appreciate that. So, guys, somebody gave a super chat asking, asking Samuel, um, asking me to ask Samuel, how do you, what's your recipe for Swedish meatballs? <laughs> What's your meatball recipe? So well, another idea is just to go to nearest IKEA and get some Swedish meatballs. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> I just joking, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's funny, man. That's cool. Right on. Appreciate the so ground up meat and salt and spices yeah. if you have it. A little water if you want it um, softer, don't, and don't, mix it with don't pork. Don't overdo. If, if you're not picky about pork. Isn't it a sin yeah, and don't to mix overdo meats? the spice thing, you know. We yeah. Sweden, Swedes don't like it too spicy, so don't overdo the salt and the herbs, you know. Okay. Try to keep it very in the middle. Yep. Cool, man. Well, nice to hear from you, Samuel. Appreciate that. Yeah, have a great day. All right, you as well. Take care. Man. Um, yeah, it's easy to overdo it with spices, I think. Or, you know, herbs and flavoring, it's mess. Somebody says, I cannot see D-Live chat on desktop, said Noise Arkansas. Hopefully it 
You can you can now, Noise. Noise. GZ's tall gave a diamond. Appreciate that, guys. And Silosopher, I believe. Oh no, it was Pyrus seven seven seven. Been given a bunch of res uh, subscriptions. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Yeah, Silosopher has been donating as well. I got. Oh, hold on. Dark side of the bear what? Gave me is passing me along these things. Noah, use another web browser. Relogin, Lino, reset today. Says, Dark Side of the Bear. What? And then hold on. I'm just reading these super chats because I missed them. I can see the stream, but not the chat. So there's been issues with. I don't know if it's D Live or a mixture of all these platforms. Silosopher with the diamond. Thank you. Silosopher with more diamonds. Pyrus777 with a ninjagini. Thank you, man. And, of course, Jeez, He's Tall with a diamond. Thank you, Jeez, He's Tall. Right on. Appreciate you guys' input as well. So, ah, uh, let me get to this stuff. I have to get to this. It's funny. Um, well, just let me briefly tell you guys about this Jerome Adams guy. So, yesterday and... Yesterday on my show and today on the Jesse Lee Peterson show, you saw Jerome Adams, the Surgeon General, he's black, young looking, 45 years old, telling, call your mom right now. She wants to hear from you right now. Keep in touch with your friends and family. And if you don't want to take care of yourself for yourself, do it for your abuela, for your granddaddy, for your big mama, for your pop pop. <laughs> and... You know, idiot, liberal idiots on Twitter were like, oh, this is, this is kissing up. He do, you know he doesn't talk like this as if they know how he talks. When in fact he says that he does talk that way. And I believe him, actually. He seems kind of, uh, if you'll forgive me, Jerome, boyish enough to talk like that. Boyish? Put it, to put it nicely. For your abuela, says PJ wants to play. Or abuela, <laughs> as Jesse Lee Peterson said. So he said uh, he was interviewed by SiriusXM's Breitbart News Daily host, Alex Marlowe. Adams, this Jerome Adams guy, the black dude, said it was shocking his words were willfully misportrayed and mischaracterized by many in the establishment media and on Twitter. Welcome to the fake news media. This is what Trump deals with every day, Jerome Adams. Just take it in stride, man. He said it's the challenge of communicating in a highly partisan and political environment. It's not just partisan and political. It's evil. These people are evil. Um, and to be honest, like you don't have to talk like that, man. <laughs> but anyways... He said, I just want to talk about health and medicine. Unfortunately, we have to deal with the fact that everything is viewed through a political lens. This White House reporter, Yamiche Alcindor, a liberal, no doubt, sounds like a woman, um, challenged Adams for using the terms Big Mama and Granddaddy and Abuela on Friday while speaking to the black and Hispanic communities, so-called, uh, which they're not real communities, they're <laughs> Anyways, they're a mess. Um, about fighting the spread of coronavirus. We need you to do this, Adam said. If not for yourself, for your abuela. And his point is that if you don't take care of yourself and you go around your grandma, you could be spreading your germs to her. So be taking care of yourself. 
That's his point, I think. But he said that he was speaking from his own experience as a black man and having a Puerto Rican Puerto Rican niece who referred to her grandmother as abuela. See? He's talking kid kid childish, kidish. Like as if he were talking to his niece. His Puerto Rican niece. One of the things I'm realizing when I'm standing in the White House next to the President of the United States, when I say things, they're questioned and people question my authenticity, he said. He always tried to be nonpartisan and apolitical in his approach to issues of public health. I really do try to be America's doctor, and I'm proud to be appointed by the Trump administration in this incredibly important role. It was so corny, too. He said, I use an inhaler. And he, so he showed his inhaler. I showed this to you yesterday. And he's talking about maybe one day you kids can become a surgeon general. Mess. So, um, I have some other stories that I want to cover. I, have, I came across this video by this YouTuber. And I think his channel got banned. And then I think he had to restart his channel, you know. YouTube doesn't like uh, independent speaks, speech. They crack down on whites who um, are advocating for themselves. But um, this, there was this video that was titled or retitled The Mask of Jesse Lee Peterson. I came across it on BitChute. It was actually posted in the comments section under Jesse's channel, YouTube channel. By a hater of Jesse Lee Peterson. Somebody who's trying to subvert Jesse Lee Peterson. <laughs> um, and it was an interesting video. I may actually wait to cover this story so that I can play it up for you. I'm just... I may tell you a little bit about it. But let me skip that and jump over to this Chris Cuomo thing. I may leave this for you guys to read over if you want to read it on my blog post. TheHakeReport.com slash blog which I'll put up for today's show after the show, okay? But Chris Cuomo, he can't hang. And listen to these quotes. I'm going to read some quotes to you. This is from the New York Post. They say, they're saying, um, coronavirus-stricken Chris Cuomo trashes CNN gig during his radio show Meltdown. And he's... Not trashing CNN. He's trashing the gig that he has because he's lost his sense of purpose in it. And it's so funny. The things that he says, he's like, I realize that I can't really change the world <laughs> by doing what I'm doing. Meaning that his propaganda is ineffective, right? He's, a lo he's 49 years old, by the way. And he caught this coronavirus thing. It was reported a week or two ago. Maybe more. I don't think it was much more than that. And he lashed out, of course, at um, Trump. He blasted Trump as full of S-H blank blank. He says, the president who we all know is full of bleep bleep. Right? <laughs> you follow what I'm saying? Isn't it funny that these people... Like, he is the, this guy is the most full of it, one of the most full of it people in the media, Chris Cuomo is. 
and then he's saying that Trump is the one who's full of it. And I know that some of you guys are on the right and the, le- the left are, are Trump critics or Trump uh, cynics or whatever. You don't like Trump or you're um, disappointed or whatever. But think about Trump, Chris Cuomo. Who's full of it? <laughs> Ridiculous. is obviously Chris Cuomo. But he said, I don't want to spend my time doing things that I don't think are valuable enough to me personally. I don't value indulging in uh, irrationality and hyper-partisanship, meaning indulging himself. <laughs> so ridiculous. But he said, I don't like what I do professionally. This COVID-19 thing has him thinking, right? Which is not a good idea in his case. Don't be thinking. And like I said earlier at the beginning of the show, this did not humble him. Normally, like you get sick, you suffer physically, it's supposed to humble you, maybe? Not so with him. Listen to him. He launched into this tale, according to New York, to New York Post, about a quote-unquote loser biker who confronted him on Easter Sunday for being outside of his Southampton home with his family despite the coronavirus diagnosis. I don't want some Jack A. A word, right? Jack A. I don't know if that's actually not a bad word, right? But I hate to repeat it, but he said, I don't want some jackass, loser, fat tire biker being able to pull over and get in my space and talk bullshit to me. I don't want to hear it, he said. So this is why he's hating his job. (laughs) He wishes he could have acted like a regular Joe and told the biker to go to hell. Wow. So this is why he doesn't, he wants to give up his CNN gig so that he can mouth off to people who are mouthy to him. Disrespecting him? He needs a silent prayer. He needs to, <laughs> he needs humility, right? That matters. Listen to this. Listen to this. He wishes he could say that. He wishes that he could go off on people who disrespect him, right? He said, that matters more to me than making millions of dollars a year because I've saved my money and I don't need it anymore. I want to be able to tell you to go to hell. Shut your mouth. I don't get that doing what I do for a living. He can't, he can't do that. Because he tried, remember, <laughs> with Frito several months ago? He was called Frito. Me being able to tell you to shut your mouth or I will do you the way you do guys, you guys do each other. Sorry if you didn't follow that. He, but he's basically wishing that he can mouth off at you and threaten you. Threaten to beat you up. <laughs> didn't he say to the guy who called him Frito, I'll throw you down these stairs? Didn't he say that? Something along those lines. Hot-headed. Guy who exercise maybe he's taking that the, these exercise drugs that make him um, short tempered. You have the clip, uh, that clip, or is I just looked down? It's a different clip. <laughs> okay, we'll get to it. I'm sure you'll hear it later. But he's talking about his job as host of CNN, right? Cuomo Primetime. I didn't know that's the title of his show. Cuomo Primetime. Uh, Cuomo not so prime time. The Queens-born anchor said he doesn't want to spend his time trafficking in things that I think are ridiculous. So he thinks Trump is ridiculous when he's the one who's ridiculous. Talking to Democrats who don't really believe what they mean. Talking to Republicans about them parroting things they feel they have to say. And analyzing the president who we all know is full of blank by design. Whatever that means. 
But he said, I don't think it's worth it to me because I don't think I mean enough. I don't think I matter enough. I don't think I can really change anything. So then what am I really doing? He says. Isn't that interesting? He hosts a show because he wants to change things? I thought he was a journalist. And I know that there has been guys that have changed things on the conservative side. But they're trying to present the truth. And this guy is not. Like Bill O'Reilly has changed things a little bit, right? He helped fight the war on Christmas, right? (laughs) Fight against the war on Christmas. And he wanted Kate's law to get passed, but it didn't get passed. That was towards the end, right? And um, so there are, there is a, there is a positive influence for what's right. And Tucker, hopefully, is an influential person, right? Tucker Carlson. He is a nationalist, I think, at least seemingly. But he doesn't have the strength yet, I don't think, of President Trump. Seemingly, right? We'll see. Maybe he'll grow. Um, but he does make good points. But this Cuomo guy... When the biker confronted him, Cuomo said he'd wanted to respond getting heated. Of course he got heated, right? He's Frito, (laughs) hot-headed Italian little brother. When he detailed how the guy didn't know the rules and how he'd made sure to take social distancing measures. So Cuomo says he was doing the right things with this thing, with this social distancing thing. But some guy still got in his face. Here I am in an almost powerless position against this A-word. Because I'm a celebrity and he's allowed to say whatever he wants to me. Isn't that interesting? The disrespect. Is Cuomo a Christian? I would think that aren't all Italians Catholic? All Italians are Catholic, right? They're supposed to be. He's mom-centric like a Catholic. Or like an Italian. Mother-centric. No offense to the Catholics, right? But... Um, this guy's a liberal. But think about what, like, Jesus went through. Think about the disrespect that Jesse Lee Peterson faces. Think about the disrespect that President Trump faces, and they handle it with class. They may make you look dumb, but it's because of... They're not, try- they're not trying to make you look dumb. They're just telling the truth, and then you, you, you get egg on your face. Jesus did that. Trump did that. Jesse Lee Peterson does that. But it's not out of this pride thing. They actually are humble men. This Chris guy, Cuomo, not a humble man. I have to tolerate people's opinion because I'm a public figure, he complained. I don't want to do that. I don't think it's worth it to me. So isn't that interesting? He's listening to his pride and willing to take away none taken. LOL, says Wayne and Rhonda. Thank you. Um, this guy's listening to his pride and he's, he's going to throw away his, his great job because of basically Trump derangement syndrome or, or free speech of Americans derangement syndrome or having to have class because you are a public figure derangement syndrome, having to actually behave yourself like a, like a gracious person when you're not a gracious person. Hmm. Rather than overcoming his anger, right? He uh, thinks that he wants to quit his job so that he can go off on the biker. Hmm. Interesting. 
But if you quit your job, then you, there will be no bikers to recognize you. And then where are you? <laughs> You're going to feel empty, Chris Cuomo. So my opinion, this guy seems immature. Takes one to know one, right? <laughs> Anyways, oh my gosh, I have so much to get to. I have this story, right? Uh, yeah, I'm going to skip. I'm going to skip this uh, Jesse Lee. Well, I don't know if I want to skip it. Oh, by the way, CNN reports that Obama endorsed Biden finally. <laughs> I heard that. I saw it on Drudge, actually. Whatever. But as if that's going to help, right? So, as you guys may recall, I've been reading this book about the Nazis by Bill O'Reilly. I love boomers, right? By boomers, I mean Bill O'Reilly, Joe Pyle, even though he's older than the boomers, um, Jesse Lee Peterson. <laughs> Jesse Peterson says, I'm a millennial, right? <laughs> no, he's a boomer. But um, who else? Sheriff, oh, I said Sheriff Joe Arpaio. There are other guys, boomers, that I really uh, respect, I look up to. Bill Lockwood, right? So I'm reading this book. It's called Killing the SS. And I'm reading this story. And sure enough, there were SS guys, general, this general, right, who oversaw the killing of a bunch of um, Jewish men, women, and babies, children. And babies, including babies, right? In one story, cover your ears, kids, for the next 30 seconds. Because this is kind of graphic, I guess. Although kids are tough and not uh, as emotional. But there were these women who um, were allowed to hold their babies to themselves. And then the Germans said uh, one shot, you, one, one bullet would kill both you know, the woman and child. Okay, you can uncover your ears now. Isn't that, isn't that pretty horrific? Seems like it. I mean, I know in the Bible, God had, you know, whole, whole um, cities taken out. You're supposed to kill everyone in the Old Testament, right? Weren't they supposed to kill everybody, including even the animals? So, but this is, I don't think that the um, Nazis were f- from the Bible, right? They weren't following that God. I don't think. I'm quite sure. But I don't know. I wasn't there. But um, far be it for me to be a a simp, right, for women and children. But this is ridiculous. And what he said with this guy, his name was Otto. I'll pull up his name. Um, His name was Otto something, right? And... And uh, he justified it. Ohlendorf. O-H-L-E-N-D-O-R-F. And he was in a, in, a Q&A, in a Q&A with this guy, James Heath, who was an American with a southern drawl. And this Jewish prosecutor, Jew, I think I forget what he was, but had James Heath on so it didn't look like it was the Jew versus the Nazi, right? But listen to this guy, Ollendorf's comments. He said that each murder was an act of self-defense. Whoa. That was so shocking to me. I, like, had to laugh because it was so 
ridiculous and shocking. Um, because he was killing, like, the women and children. And that's, um, I think that's the delusion of people that are blaming a people and not the evil for destroying your country and your society. Because I, from what I understand, Germany was destroyed. And you can, you can blame the people, but you have to blame the evil that drives them. And uh, paying back evil for evil is not going to overcome the evil. And him calling that self-defense. He was one guy who hanged. Um, he was hanged, and he died. He actually, I told you about this scary hangman who lied his way into becoming a hangman. Talk about a bunch of imperfect, evil people prosecuting imperfect, evil people, right? This guy had, like, was not a professional hangman, and so it wasn't, it wasn't killing people properly, right? Ah, treasure chest! I gotta open up the treasure chest, guys. So it was just interesting to, to me. I was, I was kind of shocked um, by that. <laughs> it was funny to me. Actually, even though it's not funny to be killing people, right? But it's funny that he said that it was self-defense. Um, this guy, uh, Ludwig von Neon, gave a diamond and said, I would recommend Hitler's War by David Irving. Thanks, man. Oh, yeah, uh, Asmodor says, David Irving is the foremost scholar on the Nazis, and he's a boomer. Give him a read. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah, the reason I picked Bill O'Reilly is because I read his book about uh, the United States of Trump. And, you know, I disagree with Bill O'Reilly on things such as, oh, you got to raise the minimum wage. No, that's not true. We got to get rid of it and um, get rid of all these regulations that are, that are um, a pretense of, of compassion for the worker, right? But anyways, um, yeah, there's this Jewish guy who prosecuted a bunch of former SS guys in the extra Nuremberg trials. I found out that there were more than just one Nuremberg trial. Uh, like, he had 22 to 24 defendants. Tw uh, 14 were sentenced to death. Four hanged. Many had their sentences commuted because Germany and the, the church, I say they cucked on capital punishment. They didn't want capital punishment. And who knows, right? Who knows? Um, because I feel that some of this stuff was politically motivated. They were, they were being, um, prosecuted for the crimes of everyone else. It was symbolic, right? They were having to pay for everybody's crimes rather than their own personal crimes. Seemingly, right? Interesting. And this guy, um, his name was Benny... Let me see if I can find his name for you guys. Benny Ferentz. F-E-R-E-N-C-Z. He was a... I think he came to America at an early age. But he witnessed one time, I told you guys about this story, when he came to one of these concent concentration camps, he witnessed guys that were freed attacking a guard of the camp and murdering him. It was a crazy murder. And I told you guys about that. It was... Um, cover your ears for 10 seconds, kids. <laughs> like this. It was in the oven. They put him in the oven and roast, roasted him alive. It's crazy.
Anyways, and that was evil. Look, they paid back evil for evil. Isn't that interesting? But nowadays they only want to call one thing evil and not each other. They want, don't want to acknowledge. And it's interesting too because they came up with this term called genocide. And that was considered to be worse than murder. No, murder is evil. It's all evil. So, just a heads up about that stuff. Um, Asmodor gave a ninjagini. Extreme physical torture was used to extract confession in Nuremberg trials. Interesting. And I heard, too, though, um, that they actually documented, well documented what they did. Like, the Germans were documenting what they did. And it reminds me of um, the lynchings here in America. The lynchings, it was documented. I think it was documented with, with the date and the crime. So if, uh, and so they would take a picture of the person lynched. You know, it was basically like a street justice without a court hearing. And so they would say, oh, you're, you're accused of this crime. We're hanging you, lynching you. That's what the, uh, the, they, um, former camp victims, if you want to call them that, did to this uh, camp guard. They lynched him. But it was, it was uh, the Americans, the American lynchers, they documented what they lynched him for. Except there were black people who lynched people. And since they were illiterate, they couldn't read or write. So they didn't, they just took a photo and didn't document what um, the crime was. That's what I heard. Interesting, huh? Why are you so obsessed with the Holocaust, says Chicken on a Raft. I'm not obsessed with it. I'm just interested in it because it has become a hot topic. There are people saying it didn't happen the way we're told. There are people saying, oh, it happened the way we're told, and if you deny it, you're a hater. And so I'm just kind of interested. I'm just kind of interested, man. I hope it's interesting to you what I'm telling you. Anyways, thank you for the diamond, though. Appreciate it to Asmodor, Pyrus777, Philosopher. Thank you, man. Noah's Arkansas. PJ wants to play. Chicken on a raft. Ludwig von Neon. Jeez, he's tall. Dark side of the bear. What? Gorgonzola. Thank you, guys. And let me just double check the uh, YouTube. Oh, man. Jib jab. Jew guys even gonna use Twitch? I think I am on Twitch. Mark Hidalgo, what happened to the live free or die? Give me liberty or give me death. Betas. Oh man, I, that must have been re in reference to one of these things. Mick Smith, hey, I'm going to give my number to the fine chick I avoided like a beta. I encourage you to do the same. Thank you, man. Jill Magoon, uh, fist bump. Thank you. <laughs> and Jib Jab with a... With a uh, Super chat, two hours is a great solution to insufficient time. Yeah, we're going to work on that. We're just dealing with these ongoing little technical issues first. I want to get that cleared up before I go. Appreciate it, guys. Take care.